All right, here we go. Welcome to Super the Hardest presents Monkey Mode. All right, so what the hell is this? So the deal is we rarely get to podcast these days. We uh, rarely get to do Super the Hardest due to a number of issues. Uh, you know, everybody's busy. People have things going on. Um, you know, Dave keeps having kids. <laughs> uh, Mo's got multiple gigs and jobs and things he's got to do. Uh, and meanwhile, here I sit at home waiting just to do a podcast. Um, so I thought maybe it would be a good idea if we put out shorter, very lo-fi podcasts uh, just to uh, keep things going, you know, just to uh, get stuff out more frequently. We get emails from you guys every now and then that says, or that say, um, what the hell's going on with your recording schedule? Like you do it every third blue moon. I don't know when Jupiter is in line with Venus or whatever. Um, point is, uh, we've heard that you, you guys say, um, where, where's the podcast? Why, why do you record so infrequently? So I'm going to try to remedy that. Um, and like I said, these are going to be lo-fi. I'm recording these in my, uh, home office, uh, just using my MacBook and I'm going to record whatever the hell I feel like. And, uh, sometimes maybe Dave will record one on his own. Um, uh, you know, maybe Mo would record one on his own. Wouldn't that be a hoot? Uh, I wouldn't count on it though. But anyway, so um, I'm going to record, like I said, whatever I feel like. We'll 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 talk about anything uh, from movies, music, video games, uh, life in general. And I'm going to try to have people call in, um, just like guests and stuff. Um, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get maybe Phil Hames on. Maybe I can talk MC Wilson into talking to me about. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 or something, um, anything. Um, so uh, send an email to mailbag at mojomenace.com and let me know if, you know, what you think or if you have any ideas of what you want to hear, uh, you know, what you'd like, and uh, I'll try to make it happen. Um, no promises, though. I'm a technical moron, so I'm shocked that I'm able to get us this far. So anyway, uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk with Dave about movies um, and a few movies we've seen in the recent past. Um, so uh, uh, we're going to do that. Uh, Dave gave me a call uh, a little earlier, and we recorded a short segment about some films, and uh, we're going to do that. So uh, without further ado, here we go. Sweet. You'll, I mean, you'll edit out extra stuff if you need to, right? You mean like what you're saying right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> I'm keeping that in, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk lo-fi. about... Lo-fi. Lo-fi indeed. Uh, we're going to talk about movies. And uh, I, I feel like I should talk about uh, the movie pass thing first. Um, oh, Yeah just because it's awesome and uh and you should probably get it i know you've got three kids well, but you should still probably get it 
Yeah, but still, I could like sneak out at like nine something and go see a movie. That's what I'm saying. That's and that's what I do. Um, so movie pass. Have you been? What's have that? you even seen them by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I go by myself every time. I've never been to a movie by myself. I actually kind of prefer it. Oh, <laughs> don't tell Christine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it because so like what happens is is um, the kids go to bed. Uh, Christine usually goes to bed way earlier than I do because she's got to wake up in the morning a lot earlier than I do. And, uh, so I just sit there and I'm like, well, do I go play video games? Do I watch TV? Like, what do I do? You know? So this, yeah. is, this has been awesome. So, I mean, the movie theater is just down the road from my house. I was going to say, you guys live pretty close to a movie theater. Yeah. And it's an awesome theater. Um, it's one of those, what is it? CMX theaters. Yeah, unless you run something over in the in the parking lot and have to change your tire <laughs> at Applebee's at eleven o'clock, then it, then it's not so awesome. But <laughs> all right, there's that. I, I don't I, I can't vouch for their parking lot, but I can say the theater yeah, itself yeah. is pretty sweet. But anyway, uh, so it's right down the road. When I go, I'm usually like the only guy in the theater because I'm going at like nine thirty, ten o'clock on a weeknight. Yeah, and uh, and you know I'm going to see like. I'm not going to see like Star Wars or something, you know. Not a lot of people are going to see Lady Bird at a on, at Thursday night at you know yeah. ten o'clock. Um, so wait, were you literally the only one in the whole theater? Like you had the whole theater yourself sitting there by yourself? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's it's kind of awesome. I just sit. Like, that would be kind of awesome. I sit dead center, and I just you yeah know, by myself, take my pants off. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> No, I usually go in. I don't even. I don't even take my jacket off. Like I'm all bundled up and cozy and nice and warm. And oh, I would be asleep. Yeah, I would fall asleep so fast. <laughs> and they've oh got the. Uh, they've got those, those recliners. Yep, they've got those sweet recliners, uh, big leather <laughs> ones. They're awesome. So, so Movie Pass. It's it's generally one hundred and twenty dollars a year, and the premise is you can go see a movie a day as often as like every day, right? And, yeah. and they cover, they claim they cover all movie theaters, but apparently some AMCs in New York city, they're not covering anymore. And I don't know what the deal is, but I hope that doesn't spread. Um, but so I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked and this is going to sound like an advertisement for movie pass. Um, but I'm kind of shocked. It is a little bit. That's all right. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked how easy it is and how well it works because to, to do it, you just you have to go to the theater like you can't check in in advance you can't buy tickets like like Star Wars for example you can't like reserve tickets like a month out or whatever you have to go when you're going to see the movie right so yeah. so you go to the theater so so i guess i guess my point about that is that it doesn't it probably wouldn't work very well for like a big opening night kind of thing right because there's a good chance that you won't be able to get in so yeah. if you just want to go to the movies it's perfect. You know, if you just want to go to a normal night at the movies, it's perfect. So you go there, um, you have to be within a hundred yards of the theater, um, in order to use the app with that theater. Right. So So basically in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. I just go into the lobby generally because it only takes, it only takes a second. So I go in the lobby, you open up the app, you find your theater, you find your showtime and you hit the check-in button. And it takes like two seconds and another screen comes up that says, blink, you're successfully checked in, right? And then all you do then is you either go to the cashier or you go to the kiosk and you buy your ticket like you normally would, except you use your movie pass card when, you know, when, when it's time to pay. 
So I've been using the kiosk, you know, and you check, you, you select your movie, select your time. And as long as it matches what you selected in the app, uh, it, you just use your movie pass card to pay. Just so you don't even have to talk to anyone. You just walk in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then, so it also has, like, there's something with the app where if the movie that you want to see is at the theater, but it's not listed on the app, there's an option that says, is your movie not listed? Click here, right? So you do that, and then you check in, and boom, you're good to go. So, so you could use you could use it for any movie at that point. Yeah, yeah. So like last night, I went to see Lady Bird, and it wasn't on the app for some reason. So I just hit you know movies not listed, and then I hit check yeah. check in, and it worked just fine. So yeah. So this this morning, I think it was this morning you were tweeting back with Justin. Yeah. About MoviePass. And I said, oh, it looks like AMC dropped a few of them. Right. I got a pretty salty response from AMC on Twitter. Did you see that? So that, yeah. <laughs> so that is, that's their boilerplate response, I think. Because yeah, I think it, so too. in that article that, that I think either you linked to, I think you might have yeah, linked which to it. Yeah, which I don't even think I linked to it. I finally read it. Yeah. So in that article, I didn't even, <laughs> in that article, um, it, it quotes that exact tweet so I'm, I'm, oh seriously yeah yeah oh, exactly so it's I, just a bot then yeah it sounds like they've been getting a lot of you know what the hell's up with you and movie pass right um, yeah but i think if i were to guess based on that article it sounds like um those theaters like the ticket prices might be a lot higher so it might, yeah it might i'm be, sure might be pricing out movie pass or something so you know Either way, it's a great service, and as long as they can keep it up, and as long as they don't go bankrupt, which seems like how can they not? I don't know how the hell they're making money. Um, yeah, no kidding. I, I'd be. I'm a customer for life, man. <laughs> I swear, it's it's been great. <laughs> it's been great. Sub- subscription services are just taking over. I know. I know. Like and, music, TV, movies, everything. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, so I was saying it's 120 bucks a year for your normal membership, but Costco, if you're a Costco member, they've got a sale where you can get it for $90 a year. And that's crazy. That's basically like go see seven or eight movies and it pays for itself. Yeah, it's, that's know? less than 10 bucks a month. Yep, exactly. So that's what I got, or that's what Christine got me for Christmas. She got the, the Costco deal. Um, so it's been awesome. It's like the best Christmas gift I've gotten in years. <laughs> uh, i'm using it like crazy i so, love seeing movies too i just yeah. i mean part of it's the cost but then part mm-hmm. of it's the time yeah uh, it's but if the cost wasn't part of it i think i would make more time to go see movies yeah absolutely I think I'd be like oh it's already paid for exactly that's been my thing i'm like oh i'll go see a free movie tonight and i got nothing yeah. else, i got nothing else going on um so anyway so let's talk about some of the movies eh yeah so the first one I went and saw with uh, MoviePass, and uh, all of them that we're going to talk about, you pointed out, are also nominated for Best Picture this year. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, the one the first one I went and saw was uh, Darkest Hour. With uh, It's about the Winston Churchill movie, uh, and it's uh, starring Gary Oldman. And so it's basically about... Um, Winston Churchill's first days in office as prime minister. Um, okay. And he was not their first choice. So the way 
uh, British, like the prime minister works is a little different. You know, uh, people vote their party in and then Mm -hmm. the party, you know, votes in their prime minister, basically. Um, Man, given our current situation, I kind of wish that was the case. (laughs) <laughs> that's well i talked to my friends that live in australia that's how it works like the at any time the party could just say we don't want you to be in charge anymore yep we're gonna switch you out yep and that's what they did with neville chamberlain um because uh you know they felt ne- neville chamberlain was weak uh in the face of hitler and the nazis and uh so was this during did Churchill come into power at during World War II? Yeah, it was right at the beginning. It was like uh, I think it was thirty nine or forty, uh, something like that. And uh, so yeah, they were already at war with Germany. And uh, Chamberlain uh, felt that they could negotiate with Hitler, right? They could negotiate terms and whatnot. Um, uh, Churchill did not. So he, you know, he, Churchill was of the opinion that you know Hitler was a tyrant and you can't negotiate with him, you know, all he wants is war and whatnot. So Churchill was kind of seen by some of the more, um, I guess, uh, uh, pacifistic. Is that a word? Um, sure. By some of those members as a bit of a warmonger, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Churchill, uh, winds up getting, uh, uh, called up to be prime minister and then, so it's about kind of like the first few months of his of his tenure as prime minister. Um, and at this point, the United States is not in the war yet. You know, Pearl Harbor hadn't happened. Sure. And so uh, England's getting their asses kicked by Germany. And, uh, and it's up to him to try to, you know, either figure it out or try to negotiate peace with Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. which he's getting pressure from and and if and a good faction of his party is basically saying if if you don't negotiate terms with Hitler we're going to kick your ass out of there just like we kicked out Chamberlain right and in sure. fact, and in fact Chamberlain was one of those guys cuz he was still in parliament right so anyway <laughs> how does that work yeah i don't know like you're not fit to be prime minister but we'll let you call some shots still <laughs> yeah, just not as many exactly so um, so that's, that's kind of the premise of the movie. And it, it takes, it, it goes from him being sworn in to, uh, right up around, uh, just after the battle of Dunkirk, which, Hey, there's another Oscar nominated movie, um, yeah. out there. Have you that. seen Dunkirk? I haven't. Have you? No, my, uh, a friend of mine at work just split it. <laughs> split it. We bought he 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 bought it off of Amazon because Amazon's selling a ton of Blu-rays for ten bucks right yeah, now. Yeah, and that was one of them. So I was like, "Well, I'll give you five bucks for the digital copy, and you can keep the physical." And he was like, "Deal." <laughs> you are the king of like <laughs> of like bartering. <laughs> oh, I make the deals, man. I'm making making the cuts. We we took our relationship to another level today. I just no, I got it yesterday. Nice, um, but it was. Uh, so he hadn't seen it either. Mm-hmm. So it was low risk for both of us because we hadn't seen it. But I love Christopher Nolan. And yeah. I talked to another friend who loves Christopher Nolan movies. And he said it's still very much a Christopher Nolan movie, even though it's talking about Dunkirk. Huh. All right. So I don't know. All of a sudden in the middle, there's like an inception and it's all a dream. 
<laughs> no, my friend, my friend did a pretty good job explaining it. He, he said that it's that Christopher Nolan is all about paradigm okay. and, and turning things on their head. Right. So you th- when you're thinking one thing is happening all of a sudden, and he, and he said he physically does it a lot too, where he'll turn the camera. Yeah. Like every one of his movies at some point, the camera turns upside down. Okay. Like, uh, like in the dark night when the Joker, I think is about to, I think it's when, I think when he's standing in the middle of the street in Gotham and that semi is coming down, I oh, think at yeah. some point they, they like turn the camera upside down. Yep. Yep. And then I think that's when it when it is. But then Inception, they're constantly turning the camera. Right. But and I guess it happens in Memento too, which I I don't remember that. But I don't either. Um. So anyway, so back to uh, yeah, back, back to, to Darkest to, uh, Hour. Darkest Hour. Uh, it's uh, I mean, I, I don't want to go on too long about it, but it it's awesome. It it was really good. And Gary Oldman, like the guy's a magician. Like, oh, he's going to win Best Actor for sure. He's got to. You, you can't tell that it's him until a few times, like a few times when they close up on his eyes, and you can see it in his yeah. eyes that it's him. But other than that, doesn't look like him at all. And it definitely. That's crazy. It, and it also doesn't look like he's in a ton of like makeup and prosthetics, right? So it looks natural. Like everything looks natural. Yeah, which blows my mind because he's obviously in a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like, the, he's the entire movie. And, uh, and he's like, he's like a thin guy, right? You know? And, yeah. And, and Churchill obviously was not, you know, portly. Yeah, so he's wearing a fat suit. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but, but even, but his face though, his face is incredible. Like how they made him look like Churchill. It's kind of nuts. So it, I think it's worth it, uh, for Gary Oldman's performance alone. Like, and like, I, I love Gary Oldman too. Yeah. It, it's, it's worth seeing. Definitely. Um, so that was, uh, the first one I want to talk about. Uh, the other one was the post, um, which is the, uh, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg joint, um, yeah. you know, the Oscar bait movie, yeah. um, that, which it pretty much got shot out except for best picture. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it'll win best picture. I, I no, don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think it has a shot. Um, it was a good movie. Um, but, uh, the thing I don't understand about it. So the whole premise of this is, is this, this takes place in the early seventies, uh, just before Watergate. Um, it it takes place when the Pentagon papers were leaked to the press. And these were the papers like, like classified documents that, um, proved that the United States government knew that the Vietnam war was unwinnable. Um, like for, wow. for, for decades. Right. And not just like the last couple of years, but like for the entire campaign. Right. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and so they knew it was unwinnable. Um, but they kept going anyway, uh, for, you know, pride reasons and whatnot. So they, and so that like, basically they kept sending people over there to die knowing that it was a lost cause. Right. So anyway, Tom Hanks plays like the editor in chief of uh, the the Washington Post, and Meryl Streep plays the publisher of the Washington Post. And what I don't get about this movie is that the New York Times are the ones who broke this story, right? They, yeah. they they were the first ones who published 
the Pentagon Papers and the story about it. Um, they were then uh, shut down by Nixon and the government, um, and the Washington Post decided to run with the story anyway. And then once Crazy. they and then once they did, you know, affiliate papers around the country started running the story too. So you sure. know, uh, they had no choice but to just be like, okay, well, I guess the story's running. So I don't get, I'm guessing there's going to be a New York Times related movie coming out called The Times. I don't know. It just seems oh, like, really? well, no, I mean, it, it just seems like, why didn't, why didn't they lead, you know, why didn't they tell the story about The Times, you know? Um, Do you, okay. Do you feel like this movie was rushed out to market because of all the stuff going on with Trump and the news and um, and the fake news and yeah, I don't know if it was rushed, but I do think it's it's you know apropos, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking. I'm surprised that Spielberg's have he has two movies coming out this year now. Oh, does he? Because because he has uh, Ready Player One comes out in March. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. But so I guess. A, a big angle of this movie is also that Meryl Streep was um, a female publisher. She had inherited um, the paper from, well, her father owned it, and then her husband uh, was given the paper after her father retired, and then her husband killed himself, so she took over as publisher. So I, wow. I think a lot of the a lot of the angle of the movie isn't just the Pentagon paper story. It's also being uh, a, a female. Uh, publisher um, and all her like board of directors and whatnot don't take her seriously and they think she's just sure. kind of a she should just be like a like a what's not a debutante but you know like a uh, you know like a like a Paris Hilton <laughs> just just throw your parties and you know sure yeah and uh, glad hand people and let us run the paper kind of deal yeah so it was I mean that's a big angle of the movie is her making that decision to run with the story even though her her staff, you know, her, her, like her, her board of directors were telling her not to, and her lawyers were telling her not to, but she went with her editor in chief, Tom Hanks's character and said, yes, we're going to do this because this is important for, you know, democracy and whatnot. So that was the post. It's, it was okay. I, I like darkest hour better, but, okay. uh, but, uh, it was still a good movie and definitely worth the watch. Um, I'm a huge fan of Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep and Spielberg. So man, that alone would get me to the theater. Everybody's in this movie. So Sarah Paulson's in the movie, Bob Odenkirk, uh, Bradley Whitford. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the comedian David Cross is in it. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pat Healy, like, like everybody, Alison Breeze in this movie. Um, and not, is, and <laughs> the dude from the West wing too, right? Um, I have no idea. I never watched that, so I don't know. What? I you never know. watched The West Wing? I did it. Sorry, man. Oh, my gosh. It's like the best show. <laughs> Bradley Whitford. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just didn't know his name. Uh, I should have said the dude, from, the dude from Cabin Fever. <laughs> or from Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, so the last one I want to talk about is Lady Bird. Um, so... Here's a funny story about this movie. Uh, right up until the credits started and the movie started rolling, I thought this was a biopic about Lady Bird Johnson. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. It's not? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like, couldn't be further from it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, 
<laughs> it's, My brother saw it too. He said it was really good. But. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a, a dramedy about a uh, a high school girl who is uh, in 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 the year two thousand two, and she's a senior in high school, and she lives in Sacramento, California, and goes to a Catholic school, and uh, she really wants to get out of Sacramento and go to a college on the East Coast. That's what it's about. And, wow. Uh, yeah, and I was like. This is and you were in a theater by yourself, curled yeah. up with your coat, watching Lady Bird. I yeah. love it. And, and for <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, this girl, this, this girl's character is named Christine, uh, but she but she <laughs> she insists that everyone refer to her as Lady Bird uh, for reasons that aren't entirely clear. Um, but uh, and then her mom is played by Laurie Metcalf, which is the reason I wanted to go see the movie because I love Laurie Metcalf. And, uh, and I heard she was great in it. And she is, um, her character is very unlikable and uh, hard to watch, but Laurie Metcalf as usual is awesome in it. So it's basically, it follows, uh, Lady Bird, uh, in her senior year of high school, uh, as she's trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, get into a good college and get out of Sacramento and her okay. mom and her mom kind of being like, her mom's bitter because uh, she's, you know, the family doesn't have much money and uh, she hasn't had much opportunity and she's not living the life that she thought she would be living. So she's kind of uh, jaded toward Lady Bird for wanting to get out of Sacramento and get a better life and whatever. So she keeps telling uh, her daughter that, you know, oh, you're not going to get into these colleges anyway and, you know, whatever go to city college, it'll be fine. You know, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, it's funny to a certain degree. Uh, there are bits of it that remind me of like, uh, Napoleon dynamite in a way, but not, okay. but not quite as goofy. Um, say like Juno maybe I was just going to say the movie that I would closely compare this to is Juno. Okay. Um, it's just under an hour and a half. I wouldn't rush out to the theater and see it, but you know, if you got movie pass, check it out. <laughs> uh, but it's it's good. It, uh, I love Mort- Laurie Metcalf, so I'll watch just about anything she's in. Um, so uh, so it was, it was worth yeah. seeing for me. All right. So if somebody was like, you got to choose best picture out of those three, I'm going to guess you're saying Darkest Hour. Definitely. Hands down. Okay. Hands All right. Down. All right. So give me Shape of Water. I know Lady Bird's gotten a lot of press. It, it's good. It's a good movie. It's just. It's definitely not for everyone. So uh, it's a big deal that Greta Greta um, Gerwig, okay. she directed the movie. Oh, okay. That was a big deal that she got nominated for best director. Sweet. And I like I like the Lady Bird in it. She's um, she was in that. Uh, she's in the Grand Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, was she? Um, yeah. Did you ever see that? I did not. Oh man, that's oh, a great movie. I, I think I saw parts of it, but I never saw the whole thing. Um, she had a birthmark on her face in the shape of Italy. Sure, it's a Wes Anderson <laughs> movie, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. Willem Dafoe's in it. Her name is Sears Ronan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. She's Irish. Yeah, and uh, she was in. Um, man, she was in. Uh, that movie about the kid that got murdered, <laughs> you know, that one, uh, the lovely bones. Yeah. Peter Jackson directed it. Yep. Yep. She was in that one. And, uh, I thought that I was, I never a, saw it. It was creepy as shit. Um, that's why it, I never, I, 
It's like, okay, the whole thing is about some guy that get kid that gets murdered. Yeah. Um, no, thanks. It's a good movie, but I don't know. It's definitely not a day brightener. And Stanley Tucci plays the bad guy, right? In that movie? If you say so. What do I look like? I, I look like IMDb. <laughs> I've um, got to pull up right now. You can find out. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Stanley Tucci. So, I love Stanley Tucci. The uh, Tooch. <laughs> the Tooch. All right. So t- <laughs> tell me about The Shape of Water because this is one that I want to go see probably this weekend. Yeah. Is it playing? It should be playing at your th- theater. It was yeah. nominated for like 13 Oscars. Yep. That, one's, that one is definitely back in our theater. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really good. It's, it was, I, I didn't even see the trailer for it. I just follow Guillermo del Toro's movies and I know that, that I was getting a lot of high praise. And so I just was like, Oh, I just, I'm just going to go. Yeah. And it's a pretty good fairy tale. I don't want to give it away or anything. So it takes, it, is, it takes place like in the fifties or something, right? Sixties. All right. So the, so the premise is it's this mute woman that, that works in this like underground government science facility in the sixties. Okay. And she's a janitor. And so she's cleaning this one room that it's got like this huge water tank and like all this Guillermo del Toro, artsy like very detailed like very detailed machines and stuff like that and there's this huge water tank and they bring in this huge container and it's filled with water right and there's like and it's literally looks like the creature from the black lagoon is inside of this sure and he he, i've read stuff about it and he even said no i wanted it to look exactly like the creature from the black lagoon i don't i don't care (laughs) and so um it's a story about them falling in love. All right. Uh, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I did a bit of a double take there. So the lady falls in love with the monster. All right. All right. Yeah. There, but, it, but there's like, there's a, there's a very, there's, there's deeper levels than that. There's spies. There's a really bad villain or like a really good villain, I guess. Sure. A guy who's, who plays the villain. Well, Michael, Shannon, I think his oh, name is. Oh, Michael Shannon's the best. Oh, uh, dude, he plays uh, a freaky dude in this movie. He, Does he, play, he always he play a, a freaky he dude? He plays a freaky dude in just about every movie. So he, it, the he, first time I saw him was in Boardwalk Empire. He played uh, an FBI agent. And then he was also, um, he was uh, Zod in The Man of Steel. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he had that terrible haircut. <laughs> he's been in a ton of stuff, man. I love that guy. He's a great actor. Well, you'll love him in this. I <laughs> I hated him in this because he, he plays such a good villain that I was just like, oh, I hate this villain so much that... Yeah, man, he's the best. So the soundtrack is amazing. The side, the whole, the thing, my, my I went and saw it with a friend of mine and he kind of pointed out he was, he was, uh, he kind of said like all the outcasts are the good guys in the movie. Yeah. Right on. And... And I like that. I liked that. Cool. Man. So it's definitely worth it. Yeah. I don't know if it'll win best picture or not. I think maybe I'm, I'm hoping to go see it this weekend. Um, it's either that or else I, Tanya, I'm going to go see one of those. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, nice. maybe both. Who knows? Yeah. Mine as well. <laughs> there was, <laughs> I will say there was a surprising amount of nudity in the shape of water too. Really? 
like yes. sea, sea creature dick? No, none of that. <laughs> it was just like the main woman. You just see her getting into a tub a lot. Really? I, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at her right now. You see her getting in the tub a lot, huh? You do. Interesting. I was surprised. All right. I mean, I guess if you're falling in love with a sea creature, you're yeah. going to have to be underwater, and you're probably not going to be wearing clothes. So it's. Uh, Dave, I'll have you know uh, that I'm looking at the premise right now, and it says, at a top-secret research facility in the 1950s. Oh, what? Really? Boom. I, I, I thought you said you saw this movie. I did. They never say the year. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I'm, I'm looking at it, too. <laughs> oh, you're right. I, I read it wrong. Okay, that makes total sense. Mm, lots of Eisenhower references I, or what? There's a lot of Russian spy stuff. Uh, okay. Right on, man. So, and the, sound, the soundtrack is amazing. There's, Damn. like, Glenn Miller's on there and... Andy Williams. Ooh, I'm a big Andy and Williams they, guy. Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't either, but he sings, uh, there's a summer place. That song, uh, I'd never heard it before, before the movie, I don't think, but I, I texted you cause I bought ukulele at that good, at a goodwill for like 10 bucks. Oh, the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At that Goodwill, I also bought the Andy Williams record that has a summer place on it. <laughs> <laughs> little crooner music. Full circle, Dave. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you drinking over there? Uh, honey Jack. Oh. Mm. The honey makes it. Medicine makes the, or a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I, tried, uh, I tried Mountain Dew Ice today. I haven't had Mountain Dew in got to be was, ten, 10 years or good. more. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, no, it's Mountain Dew's version of Sprite. So it's clear. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Huh. It's lemon lime, but it has caffeine. Oh, I got you. They All keep right. sneaking sucralose in it, that fake sugar that makes it taste terrible. Yeah. Like from that they have not diet soda. Yeah. It had it in this. Give me some warning. <laughs> And with that, that. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> All right, man. Next time, let's talk video games. All right, with pleasure. I, I yeah. actually have some to talk about. So sweet, sweet. All right, man. Well, that's it. Thanks for talking about movies. <laughs> Anytime. All right, so there it was. A little conversation with Dave about movies. Uh, hopefully we can do more of these again in the future. I hope you guys uh, at least uh, got some enjoyment out of it. Um, again, uh, we're going to try to do these as often as possible. Maybe once a week, maybe a few times a week. Um, who knows? But we should be able to crack these out fairly quickly, I would, have, I would imagine. Um, so anyway, that's that for the inaugural episode of Super the Hardest Presents Monkey Mode. Um, send me an email, mailbag at mojomenace.com. Let me know what you think. And uh, if, if there's, like I said, if there's anything you would like to hear uh, us talk about or if there's anybody you'd like us to try to get on. Um, so, as usual, you can uh, find us on Twitter at Super the Hardest. 
Uh, you can uh, find our forums at mojomenace.com slash forums. Uh, you can give us a call at 612-424-3835. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, please don't mention the sound quality of these episodes, though. I told you, they're lo-fi. So anyway, that's the end. Uh, to Hilden, Don Chichio. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>